welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And today's episode of Thick and Thin is something I kind of want to make a new little mini series within the podcast where basically maybe once a month or I'm not really sure the frequency, but every so often I'll sit down and just do a quote Dear Katie episode where you guys can DM me via Instagram your questions, which will be a bit longer than the typical questions I've answered before, kind of just, you know, with a backstory, basically think about it like a newspaper column, one of those old school columns where people would write in and would remain anonymous and even the column person themselves, like whoever owns the column, whoever runs it, was also anonymous. I'm pretty sure it was like Dear Abby, but like who the heck is Abby? No one knows. So yeah, Dear Katie, everything will be kept totally anonymous and confidential. Any question that I'm answering, I will not disclose the identity of the person, even if I'm held at gunpoint. Uh, Yeah. That's how seriously I take this sort of thing. So yeah, that's kind of how it's going to go. First, before I get into all that, I do want to just kind of talk to you guys about how I'm feeling these days because last week I was kind of talking about how I was feeling anxious and like productivity was hard and I've found that as the weeks have gone on, I'm officially five weeks in now of not being in New York and being kind of out of my normal and out of my groove of things and I felt like or I feel like it's gotten better definitely over time. Um, I felt like this week was super productive. I think now I'm kind of wrestling with the problem of overbooking myself. I think that's like my new situation that I'm dealing with where I feel like I'm taking on too many projects and I'm kind of over overestimating just how much that I will be able to handle right now so I got to work on that I've decided next week I'm going to be a lot easier on myself in terms of my schedule because these days I've been like very jam-packed from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed so uh yeah that's kind of like where I'm at now like I said it's been five weeks that I've been home and I actually just finally decided to cancel or like have them hold my mail because I've been having these stress dreams that my mail slot or like my mailbox in my building because I live in a doorman building like with a bunch of units I keep having these stress dreams that my mailbox is overflowing and like it very well probably is overflowing I feel like I just always get so much stuff in the mail like either just like letters or like PR packages and like I can just imagine my doormen are probably so pissed at me right now so I keep having stress dreams about that it's been five weeks since I've stepped foot in my apartment so I can't even imagine just like how much dust is in my apartment like those are the dreams that are keeping me up at night too but I finally put my mail on hold today I'm like resting easy knowing my mail slot is not going to overflow anymore Uh, than it probably already is so that's like a good thing but it also is kind of like symbolic of like because I had to set like an end date on like when the mail will be held until and I was like oh gosh like I don't know how long I mean you can only set it to a certain date anyway but I was like do I set it to like the end like the last possible second that you know they'll hold it um which I think you can like go in and like redo it in like a week and like you know stretch it out longer but until I think I have it set until mid-May um they're holding my mail so that's just like kind of weird to think that I probably won't be back in my apartment until mid-May or even later than that like just insane because New York I think actually just today extended the work from home or like the uh, quarantining type of vibe until May 15th I'm like pretty positive my friends put that in our group chat and I've like been so busy today I haven't even looked at the news but uh yeah that's like just insane I just can't even imagine or just I can imagine it because I'm living in it now but like a few months ago I would not have even close to imagined that 
this would have taken on such this you know this magnitude of like it's super serious and it's going to be super serious for a long time and I've been doing that thing where I'm just like debating internally about when I can like kind of tell myself is the day I'll be back to normal or like you know what's the day when's my cutoff of like when I'll be back in New York like when is you know that gonna be and I keep just kind of extending the date in my head because for a while I was like oh the end of April I'll definitely be back in New York like come on that's crazy to think that you know it's crazy to think that I'd be you know out of New York for longer than a month but now it's been five weeks so a week longer than a month and I just you know now of course the end of April just seems absurd like I don't think I can make that work for sure not like so now it's probably looking like the mid to end of May which it sucks I know it's like it's smart but that doesn't mean it doesn't suck feeling like all the things that you finally got right like of course there's been just years of like me grappling with like what I want to do how I want to live and finally of course now that I'm like finally getting you know comfortable in my freelancing life and living in New York and living alone and all that and I finally got my apartment exactly how I like it that's the time or this is the time when this is happening like of course But I guess you just got to think that, you know, it's going to be there when we get back. It might not be the same New York. It's definitely not going to be the same New York. I think this really rocked a lot of people in the city and the surrounding areas. Honestly, all over the world, it's really rocked people. But I think it's all going to be okay. It's just a matter of when that's going to be. And I've been going through and just like slowly canceling everything I had planned for the summer, which just like, again, it just sucks because, you know, summer is like, we, we went through that whole like brutal winter and like just the horrible weather and now it's finally summer or almost summer like we're kind of anticipating summer and we can't even really fully enjoy it which just like oh whatever anyway that's just me uh belly aching over here because I have no one else to talk to about these things besides my uh long distance relationships with my friends and my parents who have had enough of it we like barely even watch the news anymore just because it's all bad news um so yeah I've been doing a lot of watching of tv I've been doing a lot of watching um why do I keep saying doing a lot of like I've been watching let's just shorten that sentence I've been watching a lot of Westworld which is a really cool sci-fi show set in the future and you know things are different it just feels like a whole different world that we're watching in the show I say we because my dad and I are watching together so we already went through season one years ago when it first came out and then season two I my dad watched it but he didn't remember much of it so we rewatched it and I watched it for the first time um and now we're on season three which I believe is the current season we're like on episode two so I, I think we're like three behind where everyone else is who's watching it live um or as they come out so yeah highly recommend just watching a show that completely takes your mind off of the current reality it really has changed my life um and I love Westworld it really makes you think so I've been watching that um I'm trying to think what else I've been I mean I've been working so much you know everyone's always saying on on the the app the uh I said the apps like a freaking grandma um on the interwebs everyone's saying that you know I have so much free time I'm like sitting on the couch and you know I'm just so bored blah, blah, blah. I'm like I cannot relate I am so busy with so many projects, uh, self-inflicted. I like, I'm just doing this to myself. Like I said, I need to start limiting what I'm doing because I'm doing so much, um, with freelancing and influencing. It's like two full-time jobs right now, which I'm managing. Don't worry. I'm like figuring it out. Um, but yeah, I have not had a chance to be bored yet, which I think is part of the reason why I'm doing okay right now and why five weeks in, it doesn't feel like it's been a month you know it feels like it's been maybe a little bit shorter than that not too much shorter but you know 
So yeah, all is well overall. Just wanted to give you guys a little update because I know future me will be listening to this years from now and wondering how I'm doing. So I'm just trying to give a little update every episode on like what I'm currently doing. I'm dabbling a bit in Animal Crossing. You guys know I got it. Uh, I got a Switch like two weeks ago, I guess. And I've loved it. Like I've loved using it. And it really is a blast from the past from back in the day when I used to play Animal Crossing on my Nintendo DS, my bright blue Nintendo. Um, I just find, again, I just like don't have enough time for it. And you like need to log in every day to like do a bunch of stuff. And I like can't. So I'm like letting my Animal Crossing character, my cute little girl down. So I got to like get on this weekend and like log some hours, uh, you know, shake some trees, catch some fish, decorate my little house. But yeah. Really uh, loving how people are finding ways to distract themselves uh, with all this. I think there's just so much activity online too, like things that I, I think are so creative going on that would probably not be happening if, you know, we didn't have a need for it and like people had, I guess, more time than I do. But yeah, so that's just kind of how things are going. I want to now read all of these fabulous questions you guys asked me. Um, I screenshotted so many of them on my phone. So let's just see. I'm going to probably have a really hard time reading all these because <laughs> I like I get like stage fright when I have to read something like I'm I'm totally fine public speaking and like talking from my heart and my brain, I guess. But when it comes to reading someone else's writing out loud, I just like it just it's so tough. <laughs> so who can relate? Okay. So I'm going to read a bunch. There's like some romantic ones, some just kind of about personal development and job stuff. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, but the first one I think I'm going to read is about relationships, I'm pretty sure. There was a one, one really good one that I was like, wow. Um, there's actually so many good ones. While well, I'm like scrolling through, I'm like reminding myself. I read these like in bed last night and I was like trying to rehearse like how I would answer them. And of course, I forget everything that I internally told myself to say in these responses. So this is fully just me given my two cents and I have no notes. So here we go. First question. Dear Katie, a battle I've been going through recently and haven't really felt comfortable talking to my friends or family about is this feeling of just not being enough personality-wise, looks-wise, talent-wise, just everything. I feel like one second I'm confident and feel good and the next something small brings me down and has me questioning everything about me, especially when it comes down to my personality. I constantly find myself trying so hard to do and like certain things out of insecurity and the feeling that I should be doing those things or acting that way. I always wish I was funnier or more confident when talking to guys or even wishing that I was less introverted sometimes. I just always find myself coming back to this thought that I'm not enough and I wish I was different. I just don't really know how to stop this pattern because I'm all over the place and it's just tough since I... Okay, next screenshot. Where did it go? Especially since I am a freshman in college and have had an identity crisis, dot, dot, dot. So I have a lot of thoughts about this question. I have a lot of different things that I want to say, but I guess the first thing I want to say, the first thing that comes to mind is... Um, if you have not experienced this in your life, this kind of identity crisis situation where you really, you, you have this version of yourself that you think you, you should be and you want to be, or you see someone else living their life in a way that you really want to live your life. Like if you have never been in that position, like I don't believe you. Like the first thing that comes to my mind with this, with the first time where I felt like this, there's been numerous times, probably honestly once a month I'm feeling like this. Uh, was like back in high school when there were certain cool girls that I really wanted to be like and 
you know, there's always those really popular girls and you just like wanted part of their just light that they seemed to shed out of every pore. You just wanted to be a part of that. You wanted to be like them. Like, don't even lie to me and say you never felt like that. There's always like an older girl or someone, I mean, at least for me, um, that, that I wanted to be like. And even now, I think it's just impossible to not feel a little bit of a comparison element to your life where you feel the need to compare yourself with social media. I mean, I'm quite literally out here calling myself an influencer. Like, I hate that word, and you know I hate that word. But the fact that it even exists means that there's people on the internet that literally get paid to influence people. And hopefully it's for the better. Like, I always try to influence people in a way that's very level, and, like, people can still, of course, choose what they want to do. And, you know, I'm not forcing things down people's throats or telling people they need to look like me or act like me. But I hate to say it, but, like we're all kind of contributing to the system of people looking at their life under a microscope because they feel like their life doesn't look like someone else's life. And that's the thing though. It's like, I mean, it's everything I could say to this is super cliche. I think what I will say though, is since you are a freshman in college, this girl is a freshman, she's young. Um, I was there too. I know exactly how it feels to be a freshman and the same sort of thing kind of just repeated itself the the uh the popularity element of high school of you know freshman year I remember seeing these this is kind of like a little story I see these two girls on campus like all the time like at all the parties and the guys are always surrounding them and you know they're like the cool girls on campus um and it was these two girls it's like brunette and this blonde and I always remember seeing them around everyone knew who they were everyone wanted them in their sorority like the older girls wanted them in the sorority um every guy wanted to ask them to the date party they had to like turn people down to go to date parties which is like the biggest thing like freshman year and uh lo and behold those two girls became my friends uh, me a very shy timid girl freshman year like had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do and what sorority like I didn't even think I was going to be in a sorority like I just had so many jumbled thoughts and dreams in my head and I was the, the girl filming videos in her dorm room like I was weird and these two girls eventually were in my sorority one of them I'm still super close with. Her name is Julia. You guys might know her from my YouTube videos and my Instagrams and we're extremely close. And talking to her, just like, you know, honestly, it was probably last year we spoke about this. Like she felt the same sort of thing as like, you know, she was comparing herself to older girls that were cooler than her. She was comparing herself to people that were smarter than her, that knew what they wanted to do when she was super unsure about her major. The thing is, it's like, all of us do it. So I think that's just like the best thing to know that, you know, if you think you're alone in this, you're not. We're all trying to figure out who the heck we are. We're all trying to figure out what personality traits of ours, what interests of ours are truly our own and which ones are kind of a product of living in this world where we feel like we need to compare ourselves, we need to measure up, we need to be prettier, skinnier, smarter. I was just thinking about it today. It's just like, it's impossible to be good at everything and I know that's just such a cliche thing but when you think about it like in terms of my life it's like okay yesterday I finally got all my taxes done I felt super good about my write-offs and about my savings and about all that and then I'm like sitting at you know at my desk doing work and I look down and I feel like my stomach looks fat or like big and I'm like okay so I finally get one element of my life together you know having my taxes done and feeling smart about my money and all that stuff 
And then, you know, I took literally seven hours doing that. And then I'm like, okay, but I didn't get to work out today. And I also look at my phone and I have 17 million missed text messages. And I'm like, darn it. Like I, I missed my, my friend's Zoom call, you know, and it's just like, there's just no possible way for you to be perfect in every area. There's just physically no way because people that are super good at something that you're not so good at you are better than them at something that they're definitely sitting there right now dwelling about and feeling insecure about. So you just got to know, like it's not going to change the insecurities. You're going to have these insecurities your whole life. It's one of those things where when I focus on the things that are actually really important to me, not body shaming myself, just, you know, the work that I do and how creative I am and all these things, you know, the insecurity that I once had or I still kind of have sometimes just fades into the background. Like you'll be amazed at once you focus on the things that actually matter and stop wasting time comparing yourself and comparing your weight and comparing the way other people talk to boys. So, you know, it's just all so exhausting. And once you start focusing on the things that actually matter and simplify it a bit, you'll be amazed at how less stressful your life is I just like can't stress it enough. So that is my answer to that question. I hope that was substantial. Dear Katie, why is it sometimes harder to let go of things that never were versus letting go of things we've seen through? I dated a guy for two years and we broke up back in October. I did love him, but was able to move on from that relationship in a very healthy way and timeline. Back at the start of February, I started seeing this guy. It was going incredibly well. He would take me out on dates. He was spending the night in my place every weekend, and I could picture us getting into a relationship. Fast forward to the second week of March, we had plans for me to go out with all of, sorry, scrolling, his friends so they could meet me, his words, but then coronavirus hit and everything shut down before that could happen. For the first week of isolation, we FaceTimed a couple nights, but then I felt him pulling back a bit. I usually have a crazy schedule and would text him throughout the day, but since work came to a halt and school is now online, I had a lot more available time throughout the day to text him and maybe came across as a little bit more needy. Anyways, I ended things with him because I felt like this time isn't a true representation of who I am and we'd be getting off on the wrong foot if we started a relationship right now. He was super sweet about it and it definitely leaves the door open to talk about this once it blows over, but until then I think it's unhealthy to hold on to the idea of him. So I guess my dilemma is I'm having a super hard time getting over him and the fact things ended before they even began. It seems that I'm able to move on from breakups faster than I am with the quote idea of a new guy and the quote what if help. Okay, that was an amazing question because I feel so many of us are dealing with this strange in-between phase with some of our flirtationships slash potential for real relationship. Not quite sure what the heck I'm doing with this guy slash girl, you know. So I feel like this is super relevant, this whole concept. Um, I think to answer the main question of why do almost relationships why do something that isn't set in stone like we are dating why does that hurt more or just feel so uncomfortable when it's kind of unresolved versus a full-fledged relationship breakup situation like why do the almost lovers hurt more than the actual lovers and I would say just because there's so much gray area there there's so much that you don't know about how your relationship could be if you, you know, if things pan out and you're with that person. And I think there's so many other reasons why this situation in particular sucks because first of all, it's out of your control. You know, who's to say that things, you know, things could have definitely gone south even if you guys were both still able to hang out and whatever. But especially now that there's this like other influence that that stepped in and really just like messed things up, aka coronavirus, 
that just like puts a level of stress in things and I think she did the right thing by you know kind of putting things on hold and I agree I feel like I'm of course so much better in person so you know having to perform fully via text I'm such a bad texter I'm so bad at like I can say like little flirty things here and there but it takes a lot of energy for me to text like that and I can't be like multitasking I don't know about you some people can I certainly cannot I cannot be like working during the day and you know like flirtily texting someone like I just like really don't function that way so I think she did the right thing if that's you know how she feels about it and just kind of being honest with the person but I think that also just sucks because like it's self-inflicted like she feels like oh I was the one who put things on hold or like it's my fault you know and that's like a, a way you can feel kind of just like messed up about it but I also just I kind of think it's it's just true I mean any almost relationship there's just all of this like I said gray area things that you just don't know about what could have been and in this situation she probably feels like oh you know what if I just kind of said no or, or you know close myself off to something that could be the best thing that's ever happened to me or like this could be my future husband like blah blah, blah. you know you think about all those things and so of course I think that you know the almost in things quote almost lovers almost anything hurts more than what actually happens because in a breakup or in a relationship that actually full-on happens it isn't an almost relationship an actual relationship where you're actually boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever it's you kind of know there's no secret there really about what could have been because it's already happened slash is happening and so with an almost lover there's so much that you can imagine and a lot of us are really great at being creative with our imaginations and really just like pushing it fully you know as far as it can go in terms of like like full blast on like how romantic things could be how perfect things could be so I guess in this you just kind of have to remind yourself that this too shall pass, that really cheesy quote that everyone says, um, you know, this will be over eventually. And like you said, you know, if you're just kind of chill about things and like just, you know, very nonchalant, like, you know, like, let's just like kind of pick this up where we left off. You know, I think that's fully something that can happen. I'd be shocked if he was already in a freaking relationship by the end of coronavirus. I don't know how long this is going to last, but like, if he is, then maybe that's kind of a sign that he wasn't the right person for you anyway. Um, if he's like just so quick to find a bay on Hinge or something, like I don't know. Um, but I also think like you're you're right in not forcing it because I think so many people out there right now are just trying to force their pre-quarantine relationship that was just so fresh and like you know. so taking a quick break in the episode to talk about a sponsor this episode of thick and thin is sponsored by skillshare you guys know i'm obsessed with skillshare as a freelancer i'm constantly taking new courses on there just to really sharpen my skills and learn new things so if you're looking to learn a new thing or two during this quarantine and just like pick up some new skills definitely try skillshare it's time to explore these new skills deepen existing passions of yours and just get lost in creativity with Skillshare's online classes. What you find, you know, might just surprise you and inspire you to try something new. So Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey. Thousands of inspiring classes are on there for creative and curious people on topics like illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. So all the things that I'm super interested in, if you guys are ever wondering,
remembering how I got really good at design and video editing and things like that, Skillshare is the answer. I love Skillshare. So many real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives is just super important. The classes are really designed for real life situations. It really prepares you. It's really, it's not super fluffy. It's real learnings that I've really applied to so many areas of my life. It's also super affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription to Skillshare is less than $10 a month, which is like, a coffee and a half, you know? So like, come on, it's, it's a no brainer. I find during this time of uncertainty, it's just so important to try new things because it will kind of ignite this creative purpose within you. It's a really great way to spend your time. So definitely check out Skillshare. So of course I have a deal for you guys. For two free months of a premium membership at Skillshare, just go to skillshare.com slash thick and thin. That's thick and thin. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free, like unreal. So go to skillshare.com slash thick, the letter N, thin, and that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes on Skillshare. So thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring another episode. I love you guys so much and let's get on with it. We didn't sign up for this, okay? Like we didn't sign up for these just like back and forth texting, like flirty texting relationships. I mean, of course, like people text even when they're in the same city and going on dates and like whatever people text during the day or whatever. But we didn't sign up for this like full on, like long distance relationship type thing with people. And there's certain ones of us that just are not cut out for this, like myself being a big one. Like I have a few guys that I've just been kind of texting here and there that I went on dates with back in the city that, you know, I want to maybe re-explore when things are back to normal or just like certain guys that like it really does make my day when I get texts from them. And I do enjoy talking to them, but I just have made a point to really focus on myself right now and not on them because, you know, that this is kind of the only relationship I really can work on right now is my own with myself because with everybody else, it's just like there's so much room for like, there's just so much space in between people right now. I feel like, well, hopefully there's six feet of space between everyone, but you know, I feel like with significant others right now for me like people that I've gone on dates with that I potentially could see myself with there's just really no point right now in me trying to get like further with them in terms of like you know what we know about it I feel like we could FaceTime or something I don't know but like personally just like internally I feel like that really won't really do anything for me right now like I think I need to just like really take this time as a kind of forced situation where I am like really focusing on myself and really figuring out what I like, what I don't like, you know, in my freelance space and things that I'm really focusing on. Like, I really don't see a need to focus on romantic stuff right now. I really think this is kind of a blessing in disguise. I don't want to say any of this is a blessing, to be honest, but like, it's kind of nice to have this extra time to focus on ourselves. And I think we should use it to our advantage. So yeah, but I really think what she said was super relatable. And I think so many of us are dealing with that right now. And I guess you just got to know that if he's in it for the long haul, if he's actually, you know, one of those people that should be in your life, he won't forget about you. He won't take this as like a, you know, we're never going to be, like he would fight for you. He would, you know, pick things up right where things left off or, you know, if he's not there when you get back and things are normal again, 
he was never there, you know? So I think that's just kind of how I see it. Dear Katie, I'm hoping you can answer this on your podcast as it's something that's been on my mind for a while. I have a guy friend who has been with his girlfriend for years and has cheated on her with multiple girls. To be honest, I didn't say anything to the girlfriend because I felt like it wasn't my place and also I thought they would never last as a couple anyway. However, in the past year, they've moved in together and have started talking about getting engaged, so now I feel like maybe someone should warn her about who she's with before they get engaged, married, slash eventually have a family. I'm of the mind that cheaters always get found out one way or another, and it seems like it would be better to find out now. Do you think I should tell her, and how can I do it anonymously? I hang out in a group of mostly guys, so I'm afraid even if I send the girl something anonymously, people will know it's me because the guys wouldn't write out their guy friend. Okay, this is so fucked up. <laughs> like, there is so much so fucked up about this. Okay, um, honestly, okay, here's my two cents on this. Number one, yes, you should tell her or find a way for her to find out. And I think it's it's honestly one of those things where it's like, yeah, you might get found out for telling on your guy friend but just think about like down the road how much it would hurt to find out that you know he cheated again and she's pregnant or has a baby and you did nothing to warn her and some people are honestly just so oblivious slash just would never think that their boyfriend would do that which honestly no boyfriend should ever do that so of course people are like that but you know sometimes just people cannot see the signs or just really just would prefer not to know, but I think everyone has the right to have the opportunity to know if they just really are that oblivious and don't see it. So taking a quick break in this question to introduce a sponsor, today's episode of Thick and Thin is sponsored by Lola, which is a female-founded company that offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. You guys know how much I love Lola. I talk about them constantly because I really love their whole message and just how great their products are. I use their tampons every time I have my period i tmi but not really have one in right now <laughs> really love using lola tampons specifically i also love their cleansing wipes basically the whole vibe behind lola is the founders jordana and alexandra started the company with a very simple but seemingly obvious idea women should not have to compromise when it comes to their feminine care products. They ask themselves if we care this much about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, then why should the same not be true of our feminine care products? Like why is there such a mystery about what's in them and why do we not care so much? I mean, the truth is we do care. So Lola solved that and created a line of products that we can feel really good about. We know exactly what's in them. They're 100% natural and easy to feel just totally good about. There's no BS, no mystery fibers or doubts about exactly what is going into your body and Lola products come in a very simple customizable subscription they'll deliver exactly what you need exactly when you need it right to your front door they just make that time of the month that much easier for you it's just super easy to know that your tampons are always going to come when you need them I even adjusted my subscription to deliver them to my house here in Maryland so it's super easy to customize things on their website I love that it's founded by women for women and I love just the offerings they have knowing that the applicators and the tampons are BPA free. The cleansing wipes are biodegradable. I just feel super good about the products themselves, but also love that Lola's mission is to do good with each purchase and donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. with every purchase. So the next time you're considering buying tampons, pads, liners, any of that, or cleansing wipes, definitely try Lola. And I do have a special deal for you all to get started with them. So for 30% off of your first month subscription with Lola, visit my Lola. That's M as in mango. Y 
H-E-L-L-O-K-A-T-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter my code HelloKatie30. That's Hello K-A-T-Y. And when you subscribe, you can get 30% off of your first month's Lola subscription. So definitely check it out. I highly recommend it. Like I said, I use their tampons every single month. So I'm a huge proponent of them. I love just everything about them. So definitely check them out. And thanks to Lola for sponsoring another episode. So I would definitely find a way to get it through to her if that means just like writing a note or having someone who's just completely unbiased, not a part of your friend group, like just find someone to deliver the message somehow or you can do um, like star 67 and like or maybe something a little bit more discreet, like some texting situation. I would Google this. I'm sure there's so many ways to get an anonymous message to someone, even just making a burner Instagram account or something and DMing this girl to let her know just what's going on. I feel like you just got to do it. It'll make you feel better and rest easier knowing that you tried to get the message to her even if she doesn't accept it I just feel like put yourself in her shoes I mean honestly would you want to know that the guy you are going to commit to like your life to is cheating on you or has in the past even if he isn't currently doing it he's done it and so likely he can do it again and I still wouldn't know like you need to tell her okay I don't know how you do it you got to do it and like the risk you take yes is having the guys know you did it but I think that there is a way for you to maybe just say like I don't even know if you do you know who the girls are that cheated with him like I or cheated on or he cheated with, I guess is how you say it, like maybe reach out to them and see if like they will help because sometimes, you know, he probably fucked them over too. So maybe they'll want to tell her, you know, they'll want to get it out there that he did it or make him, you know, spite him in some way. Like I hate to say it, but some girls are like down to do that. But I think the best option you have is hate to say it because it's like pretty predictable, but like go to the guy, talk to him, be like, dude, I know you cheated on so-and-so with all these girls and I just can't sit here and not, you know, have her know the truth. Like, I think you owe it to her. Maybe phrase it in a better way, but just tell the guy, like, I mean, you know, you cheated on this woman that you're going to try to marry. Like, that's just not fair for her to not know, at least. You know, if she takes you back after that, that's her choice, but I think she deserves to know the truth about the guy that she could potentially have kids with and be linked to her whole life. Like, that's something that I would so, of course, want to know. I think you would too. I think anyone would want to know. So definitely find a way to tell her or I would talk to him first and kind of pose it as like, if you don't tell her, I will, which sucks to do, but like, it'll make you feel a lot better about yourself and rest easier. I don't know. That's just my two cents. It's This is just a sucky situation. He should have never cheated, but of course, you know, people are people, so. Okay, in a very similar vein as the last question, we have another very similar one. So, dear Katie, a guy I have a past with is now dating someone new. However, he and I remain on good terms and we're still friends. He always comments on my Instagram posts, slides up on my stories, and finds random reasons to text me. I've learned through a mutual friend that it drives his current girlfriend crazy, and they fought about his contact with me more than once. Why do you think he's continuing to lead me on like this when he has a girlfriend and it clearly bothers her? Is he just stringing me along to make her jealous, or does he think something more could happen between us? Deep down, I know it's because I hope he still has feelings for me when he probably doesn't. Please help a sister out, Katie. Men irritate me. (laughs) Same here on so many levels. Um, I get this. Okay, so let's unpack it. 
So the girl says this guy that she used to be serious with now has moved on to someone else and is still reaching out to her. This sounds extremely familiar because I feel like so many of my friends and me even personally have ex-lovers that are now still trying to be friends sometimes for just the reason of just wanting to stay friends because you go from seeing someone every day and talking to someone every day to not at all it's just like unbearable for some people and I mean for myself included and sometimes it's just like easier or not easier by any means but it just makes sense to be friends because you know if you vibe with someone you might as well still have them in your life if you can if things ended on good terms which a lot of my relationships have so you know but it's it's one of those things where it's like at what point does it get to be something that's sending you a message like oh he probably might still care about me i wouldn't go that far like maybe there's a chance he might still want to be with you whatever but he's with someone new now so that's not your problem honestly like clearly if he wanted to be with you really to the point where it you know really consumed him he would have found a way to be with you uh like while you were still together or like just get on your playing field like I just feel like it's just one of those things where you have to let him go right now he's doing what he's got to do I guess to move on and whatnot but the fact that he is still reaching out to you is preventing you from moving on and so I think if it gets to the point where it's really really causing something to happen inside of you and you're really torn up about it you gotta cut him off and say I'm sorry but like we just can't talk right now this is really bothering me, you are with someone else, stop it, because you are preventing me from moving on, like, you are giving me hope that I don't need to feel right now, because clearly we're over, like, I would say that to him, honestly, I think that's just in your best interest, but I think just kind of on his side, like, why he's doing this is probably not even because he wants to get back with you, it's probably just because he wants to keep his hand on you, almost, it's like, I have friends that do this with their ex-boyfriends and I always tell them like they gotta stop it because it's like people have this tendency of okay well I don't want that person I want to reject this person like get this person out of my life romantically but I still want them in my life and when you break up with someone or like you're the reason for the breakup you don't get to say that right now like you don't get to have that luxury if the other person is really like understandably torn up that you broke up with them or don't want to be with them or you moved on super fast like it's really unfair that like oh I want my cake and I want to eat it too type of thing it's like you need to understand that if you are going to wreck this relationship slash break up with me you cannot you don't that you don't have access to me anymore like that is where the door closes and it's not fair to keep your hand on someone that needs to move on And like every second that you spend kind of just like sliding in their DMs and like really, but you know, there's a, there's a a line. You can still be friends with an ex. I believe in that. But I think at some point, you know what you're doing. You know, you are still trying to lead this person on a little bit, even if you've no intention of getting back with them. Like you just want to keep them kind of thinking about you. You want to keep them like, it's really selfish, honestly. So I think like, all the more reason to cut this guy off completely or just say like I think you just really all all it's gonna take is just saying hey um it's really you're really leading me on right now like despite us being like we've been over for x months you are with someone new I think it's in our both of our best interest that you stop talking to me that we leave each other alone for the time being for you know as long as it takes because clearly I know your girlfriend isn't happy with it. I am, you know, it's really making me feel some things. 
<clears throat> and I just think it should be like over, you know? And I think that's perfectly mature to say. And you should say it in this situation because clearly it's not good for anyone. <laughs> maybe him, maybe he feels all triumphant that he still has you in his hand or in his pocket, but it's really unfair to you. So those are my two cents on that. I do think it's possible. I, I did say this that, you know, you can remain friends with the next and still talk to them but I think it honestly takes a long time for you to get to that point or it should maybe in some circumstances just like getting to the point where you are over them or like mostly over them I think it should not be a fresh thing where like oh we broke up but we still like talk every day or like talk it's just so I don't know anyway that's my that's my thought okay let's answer another question okay so I think this is our last question because I've talked a lot um dear Katie how do you deal with the anxiety and self-doubt that comes along with being 22 and never have been or even close to being in a serious relationship I know you've touched on similar topics before but what can I do to not feel bad and super stressed about it especially when romantic relationships are supposed to be a huge part of this time in our lives most of my close friends are in serious relationships and at this point I feel like I have failed at my young adult years it sounds dramatic I know but kind of losing hope at this point love Sophia girly I feel you so hard on this one (laughs) my problem is you know I've had a bunch of different like flirtationships just like situationships all the ships with guys um through college even through like the last couple of years of being in New York and just you know all that but I feel like for me none of them have really lasted to the point where I feel like I should be at this age which is freaking young I'm 24 I don't know why I say that or even think that way because I know people in their early 30s that still haven't figured it out and I know that 30 sounds like this really scary age where we need to be you know engaged to be married or having kids already and like that's just kind of how the older generations were but newsflash that's like really just not what we should be considering is like the end-all be-all you know every person is different with their journey but I think for me there was just so much weight on 30 and like how scary it'll be if I'm not with someone by then and whatever and I've you know six years to go and you know but I think just to answer the question here there's just okay there's so many things things I could say here it's like you're gonna feel stressed and compare yourself like that's just kind of a given like you're going to look at your friends and envy them But like I said in the previous question I answered, it's like you're always going to compare yourself to people and the people that you compare yourself to have ways where they compare themselves to you, I'm sure. Like, yeah, maybe you don't have this boyfriend or whatever, but maybe you have this amazing career potential or you're extremely gifted in something and you can even think that you don't have one of those things, but truthfully, I know for a fact you do everyone does everyone has a thing and some people relationships are their thing okay and I'm not gonna lie there are certain people I know that I'm super close with and I love so very much but it's just so very clear that dating is like their thing and that's like they're just really good at that like the serial daters of my friend group and just people I know and I would I don't want to bash anyone by saying this but I could even just knowing them and having them talk to me about this stuff there's certain friends of mine that'll that'll admit that they're really good at relationships or really good at like just you know that sort of thing but they're really bad at keeping a job or you know they in college they had no idea what they wanted to do and it took them a while to figure out what job and you know I I know for a fact there's certain people in my life that like that you just have to remind yourself of these things and you're going to compare yourself. I think the idea that you're wasting your time right now or wasting your 20s is absurd. Um, I think the one way you can kind of 
combat this though is um, just going on dates, honestly. I think, you know, I felt this way for a really long time, especially in college when going on dates wasn't really a thing. It was more like, let's just go to a a frat party and make out or hook up or something. It wasn't like, let's go get dinner. Like that really didn't happen unless you were already in a relationship with someone. Like it's just absurd how that was a thing. But, you know, in the real world, it's really encouraged me to go on dates with people and just kind of see that it's not always me that's the problem. Like sometimes I just feel like my type is just so unique in terms of like just what I'm looking for and it's really I'm proud of myself for not settling because so many there's so many opportunities that I've had and I'm sure you guys can feel the same way about this where you could have settled for something. I just I rest assured knowing that yes, I'm single right now and I've been single for a really long time, but it's because I I'm really going to be and I plan on being picky about who I end up with because that's what I deserve. I deserve to be not with someone that's perfect, but with someone that I just I have no reservations about or lasting reservations about and I'm not going to settle for someone whereas I know I'm confident in the fact that some people settle just because they feel like they need to fulfill their young adult life and don't be one of those people please because you will regret that so much. It will end in just you being super unhappy. Don't feel, I mean, and honestly, I will say some people are, they feel trapped in relationships and they're, they're, you know, putting on this front, like they're happy and everything, but truly there's so many things that are going on inside of them or so many just ways that they're insecure. So really you just have to think about it. Like, and also, okay, I want to say, I keep, I'm like all over the place. She said, I'm like rereading the question. She said, most of my close friends are in serious relationships. Um, yeah, right now, but that doesn't mean in the next year they will be. I had all of my friends that were in super serious relationships senior year of college. All of them are broken up now. Not to say your friends are going to break up, but <laughs> I just want to say that like, just because they're in relationships does not mean that's going to last. And you know, the one thing that will last is, you know, you being super true to yourself. And that is what I intend to be like and what I am like. So yeah, that's kind of my answer to this question. I just feel like, you know, I just want to kind of emphasize that you've not failed at your young adult years if you are single, but I think you have, I think you do have an obligation kind of, I don't want to say obligation. That's like the wrong word, but you do have the, you should give yourself a chance to get out there. Like you should try go on some dates, you know, get on some apps, give it a try. And then you can at least say to yourself and, you know, rest assured knowing you have tried. Um, Because I think not trying is somewhere where you can really, you can really beat yourself up about that. I think you should try for something, even if it doesn't end up in love. It could be just a lesson or a new friend in a city that you live in or something. So yeah, that's my uh, answer to that one. I think that was a really good question. And yeah, I think just even hearing that people will know that they're not alone in that feeling. So yeah, great questions. Okay, that is it for my Dear Katie episode one. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Thick and Thin. I had a great time recording it. I think even just people hearing these questions will really help them know that they are not alone in how they feel because so often we don't talk about the things that bother us and the things that we're just downright curious about. And there's a lot of things that you want to ask someone that you just can't ask your friends or you can't ask the people that are close to you. So ask me, a total stranger um, on the internet. But yeah, so I hope to do more of these. Let me know what you guys think in my DMs. um, And I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye. (laughs) 